Hello and welcome to Wizard Studies. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And today we are talking about chapter 17 of Prisoner Azkaban, The Cat, the Rat, and the Dog. Rat, rat, cat, dog. The cat, the rat, and the dog? I think it should be rat, cat, dog because the rat appears first and Mm. then the cat and then the dog. Yeah. Yeah. The cat, the rat, and the, I don't know. I think I like the 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 feel of the cat, the rat, and the dog. The but thing. rat, cat, and dog sounds the same. <laughs> no, I like cat first. <laughs> okay. Um, I will say so when I did the um, random number generator for this one, I think it came out to be like thirty something maybe, and the number I got last time was forty something that put us in Goblet of Fire. So I I think that. We keep getting Prisoner of Azkaban and Goblet of Fire numbers. So yeah, we do. This is a when true you, random number <laughs> When you said that we got Prisoner of Azkaban, I was like, this shouldn't, like, because there are more chapters in the later books. I guess Goblet mm-hmm. of Fire, yeah, but we've, we've done, like, three of these since we, like, switched to this full yeah. time, right? And I think two of them have been Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, it's been Prisoner, Goblet, Prisoner. And the one in Goblet is, like, the beginning of Goblet, yeah. too. Yeah. It just feels like... I. It feels like we should get some order ones. Like, there's so many yeah, chapters in order. Yeah, I know. I don't know. It's... I just... I'm, like... I just Google random number generator, and then one pops up on Google, right? And so I keep doing that. But it shouldn't make a difference whether I do them at different times or not. Because, no, like, there's no. still the same amount of chance. Yeah. So I don't know. Be on the lookout for what our next chapter is. See if there's a conspiracy going on. <laughs> okay yeah we'll see well because also the number of each chapter or some of the chapters changes right but yeah it shouldn't matter it doesn't matter actually the chances of you getting any one particular chapter go up but the more prisoner chapters we do the chances of getting a prisoner chapter should go down because there are fewer left statistics (laughs) i'm having flashbacks to the past couple days (laughs) Okay, this uh, did we do one of the chapters near this? I think when we were picking we chapters, definitely did. The one right before this is like Trelawney's prediction, mm. but I think we did the one after I it maybe because that's after. when like Snape that's comes the reveal and it's the reveal. Honestly, yeah. we might have done Professor Trelawney's prediction as well. Yeah. So this one's called Cat, Rat, and Dog, and the next chapter yeah, is called like Moony, Wormtail, Patfoot, and Prongs. Yeah. Okay. We also might have done the Servant of Lord Voldemort. That's the next one. Like, all of this you think happens in one chapter and it's, like, broken up into three yeah, or four. because this chapter is not very long. I was expecting this one to be much longer because I knew, like, obviously what's going on and, like, when it's happening in the timeline of the book. Yeah. But I feel like this chapter was still pretty short. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, so, as we were saying, we pick up, like, right after Buckbeak gets, like, quote, air quote executed because at this point in time you do think that Buckbeak actually gets killed uh I like read the last paragraph of the last chapter and it's like them all turning away and they hear Hagrid like sob and they hear the thud but obviously we know 
because mysteriously escaped. I wonder how. Um, <laughs> to save two innocent lives tonight. Uh, so Harry immediately like wants to go down to Hagrid, but Hermione and Ron are like, dude, we can't. Like, It'll be worse for Hagrid if we're seen by Fudge and... I mean, Dumbledore doesn't really care, but basically, yeah, if Fudge sees them. Um, so they start to go back to the castle. They're all under the invisibility cloak. I think this is like the last year that they all can fit under the invisibility cloak. Um, and Scabbers, who they just found in the previous chapter, is freaking out in Ron's hands or pocket, whatever. I never understood how he keeps the rat in his pocket, but... It's fine. <laughs> I I imagine like his little face is just sticking out. But like, uh, but like rats are kind of big. Like rats aren't mice. Yeah. Well, they're guy pockets, not girl pockets, Audrey. And they're robe pockets. <laughs> yeah, they're robe. Remember, because they don't yeah. wear real yeah. clothes in the books. Yeah, no, sorry, real just clothes naked under right. his robes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they probably wear. Do you think they even wear pants? <sighs> well, because underwear. Guess that guy, that guy, yeah. Well, pants are underwear, Audrey. Um, because <laughs> um, in Gobbled of Fire, there's that guy, like Archie. He's like, I like a nice breeze around my privates. Thank you very much. Because he's wearing like the muggle. Yeah, I think that's an old dude though. Like, I feel like the down? young kids probably wear like underwear. Well, no. The, what, what I'm saying is, like, he normally doesn't have a nice breeze around his privates in robes because yeah. he's wearing like the Muggle. So they've got to be wearing like some sort of something underneath. Do you think they're just wearing underwear underneath the robes? I don't. I don't. Maybe know. they're wearing like leggings. No, I think he's saying that he is used to wearing robes, and and they told him that he had to wear Muggle clothes, so he yeah. wore. He didn't. He was like, "Well, I'll wear Muggle clothes, but I won't wear pants." Yeah, because he liked that. Yeah. there was a nice breeze around his privates wearing. Which is the what Muggle. he's used to. No, no, I it, think he. It is. It's more akin to. He's thinking that he's going with the the like mandate to wear Muggle clothes. Yeah, and still getting what he's comfortable with from a robe. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. I see. Okay. <clears throat> They He's like, well, you won't that. let me wear ro- robes, so. Yeah. My guess is that they, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, un- I think that they wear underwear. Minimum. But, I but, No, I definitely agree that minimum they wear underwear. But do you think they wear, like, a nice, like, like some like leggings underneath, kind of like they used to wear with like Maybe tunics back in the cold. day, or like real pants. I mean, I don't think they wear real pants because I think they no, say that those. I are, think like, they don't clothes. wear. I I would say that they don't wear like clothes underneath. Yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm. But like, if it's cold, they might wear some long underwear. <laughs> yeah, long johns. All right. So, yeah, Scabbers is in Ron's pocket, and he's, like, having a hard time keeping him in there. He's, like, really struggling and trying to get away. And then he bites Ron, and Ron's like, dude, what the fuck? And then um, Harry is like, oh, Crookshanks is over there. Scabbers is trying to get away from Crookshanks again. 
because Crookshanks is the big bad. And they think this is why Scabbers is losing it, right? And so Hermione tries to be like, go away, go away. Um, but it doesn't work. Crookshanks is set on Scabbers, like going in for the kill. What if Crookshanks just killed Scabbers in his animal form? I feel like we've talked about this. Would he die? I mean, I think he would die, but I think his body would, like... Like, revert back. Revert back to people. Dude, how freaky would that have been if Crookshanks just, like, killed Scabbers and then it, like, turns into Peter Pettigrew? That would be wild. Do you think he would be naked? (laughs) Well, he's not naked when he is forced to transform back. I think he would be wearing... got to be, like... No, but I think he'd be wearing whatever he wore when he first went into that. Like, the last time he went into that. He then he like theoretically his human form inside of the rat or whatever like would those clothes be dilapidated or would they be in the same condition as when he changed? Mm. You know what I mean? Well, he's aging. Like, if you, he aged, so his clothes yeah. should age. Yeah. So his clothes, like, you might be seeing parts then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So Scabbers gets free finally, and then Ron like throws the cloak off of him and chases after him. Um, literally, why is Ron so attached to this dumb? I was literally just about to say that. Do you think that this is like not plot hole, but like plot hole e that like Ron is so devoted to Scabbers throughout this whole book? It's so it's so against his character from previous. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's not a plot hole, but it's like, it's a, it's a device, right? Because yeah. like the change is for a reason. Right. And you could justify it. You're like, oh, well, he doesn't really have anything else. Yeah. And like, you know, he's using it as a way to like fight with Hermione because he doesn't yeah. know how to do, deal with his re- relation or his feelings towards Hermione. But like, yeah, it's kind of dumb. Um, so they like all go chasing after Ron and Scabbers. And uh, Ron, like, dives and he finally catches Scabbers, which was honestly pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and he grabs him and he's, like, lying on the ground. And before they can, like, catch back up to Ron and, like, get everybody get under the cloak and head back to the castle, a huge black dog comes barreling towards them. And obviously this has been a symbol throughout the book. Harry feels haunted by a big black dog that he thinks is the Grim. So, like, you know, if you're reading this in the context of the rest of the book, like, it's like, oh, shit. Um, we're finally going to find out what's going on here. Um, turns out it's not the Grim, but, you know, hold on. <laughs> um, so the dog comes running towards them and, like, barrels Harry over. And then uh, on the second pass, the dog comes back around and Ron, like, gets in the way to protect Harry but really we know the dog's not going for Harry and the dog grabs Ron by the arm with its mouth so it bites Ron's arm and starts like pulling Ron who is still holding scabbers away and Harry tries to like grab onto the dog and like pull it off Ron but the dog is really strong and is like literally dragging Ron away quote like as if he were a rag doll so this is some like superhuman dog. I know this dog has to be. <laughs> this dog has to be huge. Yeah, like bigger than the one that's portrayed in the movies. Yeah, for sure. And like, yeah, Ron's like thirteen, 
so like he's not you know that big and strong and same with harry but like they like it's not even like a struggle like yeah and it's not that they're like the dog isn't pulling him across like wooden like hardwood floor where he would easily slide yes it's like across grass and mud and bumps and and like presumably like a a decent distance right because the whomping willow is pretty big and the first interaction with the dog and stuff Obviously, it's near the Whomping Willow, but it's not near enough that they're getting hit by the branches. It yeah. isn't until Harry tries to chase after them, like, closer to the Willow that yeah. he gets hit. And then does Sirius drag Ron the entire tunnel, too? Because according to yeah, Harry, I think that's so. like fucking miles. Because Ron, Ron can't move after, you know, yeah. like, he must drag him the whole way. Because, um, so as he's getting pulled into the... the tunnel or the opening beneath the willow um ron like tries to hook his leg onto something or hook his foot onto something to stay above ground and like his leg just like snaps so yeah pretty unpleasant can you imagine if when sirius first changed into like a dog for the first time that he came out looking like georgie (laughs) (laughs) like he has to grow like his enemy is very tiny (laughs) i don't think he would be quite as small as georgie (laughs) but that would be some good humor if like if it was just you know all the marauders like him and james are like changing into their i mean i guess if by by that logic like james would also be like a not fully grown stag no but i mean like what if the dog that he changed into was like a small dog oh he changed into like a wiener dog or something yeah that would be funny yeah that would be funny hilarious anyways on to you so like ron is gone he's disappeared into the depths of the whomping willow and harry and hermione have like followed them close enough so that they're like in the grasps of the willow and the willow's like hermione's face is bleeding it's attacking them but it is very quick. Like, they it, do not have an extended <laughs> battle. Like, it's literally, like, I think Harry gets, like, runs and gets gets knocked down once. And then Hermione's like, help, help. And they and just, like, back up. Yeah. Yeah. But I just want to point out, it's not what happens in the movie where they, like, swing around on the no. willow and then, like, shoot themselves into the hole. Yeah, definitely not. <sighs> not only is it not like the movie in that way, but it's not like the movie in that it's, like, not an extended, like, action scene. It is yeah. very yeah. quick. Um, <laughs> like I said, Hermione starts screaming kind of like, help, help. And Crookshanks, as if responding, which obviously he is actually responding to Hermione, um, or, you know, understands what they need to do. Crookshanks runs up to the trunk of the tree and presses the right knot, and the tree stops, and they walk up, and they, like, go into the little thing, which it is a shoot. Like, it is like a like a slide type thing like kind of in the movie like they have the momentum but it's not because they're like flying from the branches of the whomping willow it's because it's like a slide um so they follow crookshanks down into the tunnel and then crookshanks keeps walking so they keep following him and harry says the passageway is on the map because hermione's like where is this gonna lead us harry did say that this is one of the secret passageways that so that shows up on the marauders map but fred and george said that nobody would ever use it because you can't get to it yeah so he doesn't know exactly where it goes but he does say it goes off the map in the same direction like chihuahua's made so he's like well 
it's implied that they're going to end up in Hogsmeade. Yeah. While they're walking, Harry says they're it's also about like the same. Not really walking, like they're like fully bent over. It's kind of yeah. unclear how small the tunnel is, but yes, it does not seem like a very comfortable time. Yeah. Um, Harry says it feels about as long as the one to Honeydukes, if not longer. And then at one point, like the t- uh, the tunnel finally starts to slope upwards, and they come out in this dusty, old, dilapidated room. They open the door to the hallway. They kind of are exploring, trying to follow the open doors to see if they can find out where Ron was. And Hermione goes, I think this is the Shrieking Shack. Harry points out that he finds some, like, damaged furniture, like, damaged room. And he's like, well, ghosts definitely didn't do that. Calling back to the fact that um, people thought that it was haunted because of the screams that came from the Shrieking Shack. Like, it was known as the like, most haunted place in Britain or something like that? Mm. Or is that Well, Hogwarts? that's Hogwarts, but... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they follow the house upstairs. They see an open door, and they finally see Ron. And Ron is like, Harry, Harry, it's a trap. It's a trap. The dog is serious knock. <laughs> He's an animagus. <laughs> Um, that was my best for Rupert Grant impression. That was, He's the dog. He's the dog. <laughs> great. That was really good. Megas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like his like whimpering, like frantic, like, He's the dog, Harry. He's the dog. Also, like yeah. in the book, it's italicized, like Ron's words. That when he says, He's the dog, he's an animagus, it's italicized, which I feel like really just like, you know. Yeah. Maybe Rupert Grant did a really good job delivering that. <laughs> Um, so this is when we really get to, like, the meat of the chapter. Um, so Harry whips around, and then he sees, quote, a mass of filthy matted hair hung to his elbows. If eyes hadn't been shining out of the deep, dark sockets, he might have been a corpse. The waxy skin was stretched so tightly over the bones of his face, it looked like a skull. His yellow teeth were bared in a grin. It was serious black. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, they really make him look pretty. Ugh. The tarot sounds like it's like mine. Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Because it's like sh- like like hangs to his elbows or something, right? Yeah, but it says it's filthy and matted. Yeah, sometimes my hair <laughs> is pretty filthy. <laughs> okay. Um, and then Sirius immediately. Expelliarmus, um, and using Ron's wand. Um, so, I don't know. Some some say Harry got that move from Snape, but maybe it was from Sirius. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first time this happens in this chapter, but then it happens like a couple times after, or at least one. Like, Harry and Hermione's wands both fly at... to Sirius. Like... Can you, you, I guess you can use Expelliarmus on multiple people at the same time. Mm. Like, is it just because they're standing so close to each other, maybe? Like. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's, it seems weird. Yeah. Hmm. I've never thought about that. Yeah. It happens again later with Lupin. Well, because so does like, Lupin do it? Yeah. Do both of them at the same time, too? Yeah. Maybe it's just grown-up magic. There's like a radius, like the radius of your spell increases, like the more powerful you get. Yeah, I guess. That makes sense. Sure. Right? Sure. I don't know. Um 
And yeah, so now Harry and Hermione are are um, disarmed. And Sirius starts talking. He's like, oh, it's brave of you to come save your friend and not go get a teacher. Like, I was banking on the fact that you would do this. Um, it's something your father would have done for me. Don't talk about my father. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, Harry is pissed off because um, he's got daddy issues. Well, he's got daddy and mommy issues. <laughs> and Harry lunges to get his wand back. And it says, like... It's not, like, to disarm. It's not to whatever. Like, it's to kill. Like, he wants his wand yeah. in his hand to kill. It's like, I think oh, it says, like, shit. for the first time, he yeah. wanted his wand to, like, attack, not yeah. for defensive purposes. Yeah. Hermione and Ron hold Harry back, and Ron, like, tries to stand up, and he's like, well, you'll have to kill me, and you'll have to kill all three of us if you want to kill Harry, but Ron, like, can't stand. So, you know, it's a very... Everybody points to this about, like, Ron's bravery mm-hmm. and Ron's, like, Hufflepuff nature of, like, being a good friend and stuff. But... And it's a very nice moment. Um, but I feel like it maybe is, like, a little overanalyzed in the context of Ron's character. But sure. It's it's a good moment. I don't want to belittle Ron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and... It kind of loses a lot of its muster when, in, like, the next 300 pages of this series, Ron is, like, totally yeah. abandoned yeah. Harry because he's jealous that he gets to be the Triwizard Tournament. Exactly. Like, this is, yeah, this is this is one, one instance. Yeah. Um, so, and it also kind of shows, like, you know... Hermione is not doing this, but she's, like, thinking of ways to, like, help them. You know, like, she's thinking more smartly. So it's just, like, an interesting juxtaposition. Like, Harry has this, like, very Gryffindor attack, you know, don't think. And Ron also is not really thinking and is, like, putting himself in harm's way. Yeah, so Harry's... Harry is attacking without thinking. Ron is defending without thinking. And Hermione is just thinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It shows, like, you know, all of them are being brave in this situation. But I, I think it, this, like, chapter, I guess, really shows, like, their secondary houses. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so he's like, you'll have to kill all three of us. And serious, like, not doing himself any favors right now it's like there will only be one murder here tonight (laughs) like why Sirius is being so cagey and I get that it's like it's just like trying to build the anticipation like at this point in time the reader still thinks Sirius wants to kill Harry and like yeah it's just like it's a very slow reveal but yeah also, like, serious, you're dumb. Like, you should be, like, immediately being like, yo, dude, not trying to kill you. Let's just have a yeah. conversation. I want to kill somebody else. Can I look at the rat? <laughs> like, that's what Lupin does. Like, Yeah, what would he have done if Lupin didn't show up? Yeah, yeah. Like, I get that he's, like, he's supposed to be, like, so overcome by, like, the passion and the, like, anger and desire yeah. to get Pettigrew. But, like, he's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Harry then, like, breaks free of Ron and Hermione, and he tackles Sirius, and they're, like, wrestling for control of the three wands, and Sirius, like, is, like, has his hand around Harry's throat, and is, like, tightening his hand around Harry's throat, 
And I'm like, also not doing yourself any favors. Like, you're just making it seem more like you want to kill Harry. Why would he not just, like, incapacitate incapacitate all of them? Like, yeah, like, stupefy them or not. Yeah, and yeah. Be like, so all he right, talk. here's the deal. Yeah. Because Harry's not going to listen to what he has to say right now. I understand that. I can't, like, I understand yeah. why Sirius can't just be like, all right, let's sit down here. We'll have a fireside <laughs> chat because Harry's not going to let that happen. But why is not, why is his number one priority not trying to, like, yeah. speak to Harry to explain? And I get he has a harder job than Lupin because, like, the kids already trust Lupin. Yeah. But, like... I don't know. He's just, like, really not approaching this well. Um, And as they're, like, wrestling, Sirius is like, no, no, I've waited too long. It's like, all this stuff obviously, like, checks out when you go back and read it as, like, oh, he wants to kill Pettigrew. But again, really not doing himself any favors. Um, Hermione then comes in and kicks Sirius. (laughs) And Ron jumps in to help, too. Ron, who, like, can't stand. sit down. And then Harry, like, the wand, when Hermione kicks Sirius, the wands, like, go flying. And Harry's, like, trying to scramble over to get the wands. And Crookshanks jumps on Harry and tries to, like, stop him. And Harry kicks Crookshanks away, too. (laughs) Crookshanks is like, y'all are dumb. Can you imagine if this is how they, like, if they try to, um, like, directly add that, like, adapt this? For the movie, I think uh. it would be chaos. Like, it would just be, like, kicking yeah. and falling and Ron's wands rolling everywhere and just... it. Would, I, I feel like it'd be comical. Crookshanks isn't in this, right? I don't think he's even in this scene. No. Yeah. Um, and so... He finally gets to his wand and then, like, Hermione scrambles and grabs hers and Ron's. So now we're like, okay, Trio has the wands. And Sirius is like, oh, Harry, are you going to kill me? <laughs> and Harry's like, you, you trying killed, to kill me, Harry. You killed my parents. Like, whatever. Um, and you sold them to Voldemort. Well, he says, you killed my parents. And um, Sirius, guilt-ridden still, says, I don't deny it. But if you knew the whole story... And Harry says, the whole story, you sold them to Voldemort. That's all I need to know. And That that line from Sirius is the first one that I feel like is yeah, he's in like the right direction. Get, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then when Harry's like, you sold them to Voldemort, like Sirius can deny that, right? Like he, I think that's like, he still feels like he killed them, but he knows he didn't sell them to Voldemort. So he's like, you have to listen to me. Like, you'll regret it if you don't. Like, if you kill me and then you find out the truth, like, this isn't who you are, this isn't who your parents were, whatever. He's not saying this this many words, but this is what he's trying to get at. Like, he's trying to, like, make a plea to him, like, you can kill me later if you feel like you want to, but just listen, because I feel like it's going to change your mind. Um, and Harry's like, Harry, of course, thinks he knows his, the whole story. He's like, I understand a lot better than you think. He mentions how, like... He hears, he's like, you didn't hear her. I hear my mom's screams. Like, it's like, oh my God, Jesus Christ. Somebody get this boy in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And as they're like. Can you imagine how that would make Sirius feel? Sorry to interrupt you. But can you imagine like this kid is yelling at you 
saying, like, you're the reason my parents died. You yeah. killed my parents. And he already feels about himself. Yeah. And then he's and like, those are like his you don't friends. understand. Like, I hear my mom's last words. Like, I hear her screaming when Lord Voldemort killed her. <laughs> and Sirius would just be like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I also think that, like, Harry... I guess, I think he's told Lupin that he hears his mom, but I don't, has he told Ron and Hermione that that's what he hears? Like, well, because the, I don't know, because on the train, the first time he's, he's he's, with the Dementors, he says, like, did you hear her screaming? Yeah. There's a woman screaming. But I don't know if he ever explains that, like, the woman screaming is my mother. Yeah. Because at that point he didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, as they're, like, you know, kind of in this battle uh Crookshanks he Sirius is lying on the ground and Crookshanks jumps onto Sirius's chest like right over his heart and just kind of stares at Harry and Sirius is like Crookshanks like get off me dude and Crookshanks does not budge and Harry then has this like like thought process honestly I think I'm gonna read this because I think it's so funny <laughs> Harry stared down at Black and Crookshanks his grip tightening on the wand so what if he had to kill the cat too it was in league with Black if it was prepared to die trying to protect Black that wasn't Harry's business if Black wanted to save it that only proved he cared more for Crookshanks than for Harry's parents <laughs> it's so funny it's just like so um <laughs> juvenile it's just like so, yeah like it, this the thinking is just so simple yeah. yeah you know what i mean it's like if this then this because of this you know it's like all right yeah okay um so he's like harry's working up his nerve he's like really thinking that he's about to kill Sirius and okay Jenks. what what is he gonna do how is he gonna kill them does he know avada kedavra I guess maybe he's heard Voldemort say that in his yeah. memories. Yeah. Like, that's not going to work. Yeah. Probably, I don't know. I mean, probably not. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't think he knows how he's going to kill them. Because, like, he hasn't had, like, they haven't learned about the unforgivable curses. Yeah, no. Like, and he knows the incantation, but in the books, canonically, like, there's motion. Like, you have to, yeah. you know, like, they they learn about, like, the origin of the spell, yeah. the words, like, what they mean, the motion that goes with it. Like, he doesn't know any of that. Yeah. I don't know what he thinks he's about to do. Um, because, like, I mean, that, the proof, that, that's proof that he's, like, not going to do it. Even if he had all yeah. day, like, he wasn't going to do it. Yeah. And then they hear a sound downstairs. Um, and Hermione's like, we're up here. We're up here. It's Sirius Black. Come, come. Um, Hermione's like, dude, Harry's going to kill my cat. <laughs> uh, and then Lupin bursts into the room. And he like kind of looks around. And everybody's just looking at him, and he's looking at everybody, and he evaluates the situation. And then he shouts, Expelliarmus, and both, like, Harry's wand, and then the two wands that Hermione's holding go to Lupin. And then Crookshanks remains lying on Sirius' chest. (laughs) Um, And Lupin says, where is he, Sirius? Dun-dun. And then... Harry is like very confused. 
It's like, what is Lupin talking about? Why is he even talking to Sirius? Why is he not, like, killed Sirius? And Black just looks at Lupin and points at Ron in answer to the where is he question. And then that just confuses everybody even more. (laughs) So I will read from the book. Mystified, Harry glanced around at Ron, who looked bewildered. But then Lupin muttered, staring at Black so intently it seemed he was trying to read his mind. Why hasn't he shown himself before now? Unless. Lupin's eyes suddenly widened as though he was seeing something beyond Black, something none of the rest of us none of the rest could see. Unless he was the one. Unless you switched, without telling me. Very slowly, his sunken gaze never leaving Lupin's face, Black nodded. So what Lupin has figured out at this point is that he knows Peter Pettigrew is Scabbers, I think, right? Yeah, or he's he at put least that knows. together now. Yeah, he's put, because yeah. he, that's explained later in the book, and I'll read that as well. But he realizes that Peter Pettigrew is in the room with them. Yeah, and he's, like, looking he for the doesn't, yeah. yeah, but he doesn't understand why Peter Pettigrew is still in hiding at this point. Yeah. He doesn't understand if he wasn't killed by you. Why is he, why why is he, he hiding? hiding? Yeah. yeah. And he figures out that when he says, unless you switched without telling me, he realizes that Sirius made Peter Pettigrew the secret keeper before it happened. And that Peter was the one who betrayed the Potters to Voldemort. Right. So at this point in time, before Lupin figures this out, the only people that knew that Peter Pettigrew was the secret keeper and not Sirius were Sirius, Peter Pettigrew, and Lillian James. Yeah. Dumbledore didn't even know. No. And so, um, yeah, so, again, this is all very confusing for everybody in the room who is not Peter Pettigrew, Sirius <laughs> and Ramus Lupin. <laughs> they don't know what is being talked about. And also, at this point, I don't really know if, like, does Lupin know that like, I guess he could probably put it together that, like, because Peter was the one who ratted them out and Sirius was the only one who knew about that, that's, like, why Sirius went after Peter at that time. I think Lupin puts everything together at this point, And I yeah. think it, like, hits him all at once. And, like, you got to think about, like, the emotion, right? So, yeah. like, at this point, he's confronted with the fact that he's, like, he is in the room with the person who did this and like obviously he's gonna have the similar feelings to what Sirius has about like wanting to avenge Lillian James and then like he's realizing that like Lupin has been alone for 12 years and he didn't Mm -hmm. have to be Sirius is one of his other best friend has been like in Azkaban for his boyfriend has been in Azkaban for something he didn't do and so he's like Mm -hmm. reckoning with the fact that like he's hated him for that time he's hated him and like yeah, Sirius has suffered and, like, all of these things. And, like, the fact that Pettigrew, like, escaped and the world didn't know that that's what happened. It's just, like, yeah, it's, like, a lot to hit him all at once. Um, yeah. I have a question. Yes. Does Sirius know... Is the first time Sirius finds out that Pettigrew's still alive, is that when he sees the newspaper clipping or does he know that Pettigrew's still alive and he just doesn't know where he is because like he maybe a little bit of both he laughs when he kills him or when he thinks that or you know when he quote unquote kills him yeah 
I guess he has to know, right? He, he, he knows that because Pettigrew's the one that killed all the muggles and stuff. So yeah, because he knows that the only thing they found of him was a finger. So he was like that. So he I probably think, put it together. Yeah, he, he transformed into a rat. He laughs out of like kind of despair. Like he knows that Pettigrew yeah. wasn't committing suicide. Like yeah, yeah. he yeah okay yeah. But I guess like theoretically. He could have died in the intervening 12 years. So I still do think that newspaper that he sees, like, both confirms the fact that Peter is still alive currently. Yeah. And he, he knows where he is. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Continue. Okay. So Harry asks Professor Lupin, what is going on? But he never finishes the question because Lupin starts to put his wand down and Harry's like, oh, shit. And then he walks, Lupin walks over to Black. He, like, because Sirius is still on the ground at this point. He, like, holds a hand out to him and, like, pulls him up. And then Crookshanks, like, obviously jumps off his chest. And they embrace. I'm going to ignore the rest of that sentence. Because <laughs> the, ne- the next words are, and embrace Black like a brother. But we're just going to say that they embraced. Kissy, kissy. <laughs> Can you imagine if they just kissed? They just like made it. <laughs> Can you imagine Harry Roger Ray's reaction? Oh my god. Uh, oh my god. No. <laughs> that would be so funny. I'm rewriting it. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Um, Harry says he, or it says Harry felt as though the bottom had dropped out of his stomach. And then Hermione starts yelling. <laughs> she goes off the deep end a little bit. Later. She's like, I don't believe it. I trusted you. I didn't tell anybody about you. I figured it out. She is just like screaming. Um, and Lupin is trying to be like, all right, like, calm down, calm out, calm down. And Harry's like, I trusted you. I trusted you. And he, you were his friend. Um, and Hermione's like, don't listen to anything Lupin says. He's a werewolf. He's been helping Sirius get into the castle and he's been trying to kill you, Harry. And Lupin's like, he's all like, right. He's like one out of three. He's like, that's worse yeah. than you usually do. <laughs> yeah. He's like, um, I'm disappointed in you, Hermione. Um, you only got one out of three, which I also think is ironic because Hermione goes, Lupin, Hermione says Lupin has been one, the one helping Sirius into the castle when it's been your cat this whole time, Hermione. <laughs> so take a look at yourself. <laughs> um, and then Ron, this is like, oh, this is tough. This is really yeah. tough. Um, let me find the quote. Yeah, he goes, not at all up to your usual standard. That's the phrase. Um, so he he said, but I won't deny I'm a werewolf. Ron made a valiant effort to get up again, but fell back with a whimper of pain. Lupin made towards him, looking concerned, but Ron gasped, get away from me, werewolf. Lupin. Very sad. Very sad. Um, Lupin stopped dead. Very sad. Um... Then, with an obvious effort, he turned to Hermione and said, How long have you known? This is when Hermione explains that she's known since the assignment from Professor Snape. She put it together because Lupin was always sick. 
around the full moon and the full moon was his bug art when they did that in class and Lupin's like oh like Snape will be really proud that's why he assigned you guys that work anyways he wanted somebody to out me as a werewolf and they're like the whole school knew like that's crazy that they still let you be a teacher here um and Ron goes Dumbledore hired you when he knew you were a werewolf Ron gasped is he mad yeah but this is the quote that gets attributed to Sirius in the book this is the time where Lupin says you're the cleverest witch of your age I've ever met Hermione so does Sirius say it again later or no maybe he says you because is the quote like you really are the cleverest witch of your age so maybe he's like reiterating it Uh... later I'm, I'm on that page. I don't think he says anything to Hermione. Okay. Yeah, and because everyone really reads into it um, in the book, in the movie because Sirius says it and he says you really are. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh my god, that implies that somebody's told him. That means that like... Like it must be Crookshanks. Crookshanks, but it's really just, it's, you know, it's Lupin making a more, um, like, educated... Uh, yeah I I also just I want to out myself for a second right here so the quote in the movie and the most commonly part like the most commonly quoted part of this is you're the cleverest witch of your age yeah and so I don't know if this makes me dumb but I always read that or like understood that to be like you're the cleverest witch of like this age like of this like decade of this like time period But when you read the full quote, it says you're the cleverest witch of your age I've I've ever met. So obviously he means, like, she's the cleverest witch of, like, Like 14. Yeah, that's what it means. (laughs) So, um, nice job, Katie. (laughs) Um, Uh, That's really funny. uh, Yep. Um, but no. So Lupin says that she's only got one out of three right. He hasn't been the one helping Sirius in the castle. He hasn't been the one. He doesn't want Harry to die. He only is a werewolf. That's the only thing she got right. Um, <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> come on. Her so her, like, then Harry starts yelling. Um, and he's like, you've been helping him all this time. I trusted you. You've been helping Sirius? And then Lupin's like, all right, I understand. Temp- like, emotions are high right now, so we need to bring it down. I'm going to give you guys your wands back. I'm going to put ours away so you have the power. I'll just hit Sirius. I'll do this if you just listen. Yeah, yeah, Like, But Lupin's yeah. going to put yeah. his in his pocket. He's going to be like, I'll do this, but you just need to listen to us. And so mm-hmm. Harry's like, all right, fine. So I am going to now read from the book. You've been helping him, he said with a furious glance at Black. How do you know? How did you know he was here? The map, said Lupin, the Marauder's map. I was in my office examining it. You know how to work it, Harry said suspiciously. Of course I know how to work it, said Lupin, waving his hand impatiently. I helped write it. I'm Mooney. That was my friend's nickname for me at school. You wrote? The important thing is, I was watching it carefully this evening because I had an idea that you, Ron... That you, Ron, and Hermione might try to sneak out of the castle to visit Hagrid before the Hippogriff was executed. And I was right, wasn't I? He had started to pace up and down, looking at 
them. The little patches of dust rose at his feet. You might have been wearing your father's cloak, Harry. How do you know about the cloak? The number of times I saw James disappearing under it, said Lupin, waving an impatient hand again. The point is, even if you're wearing the invisibility cloak, you, sh cloak, you show up on the Marauder's map. I watched you cross the grounds and enter Hagrid's hut. Twenty minutes later, you left Hagrid's and set off back towards the castle, but you were accompanied by someone else. What? said Harry. No, we weren't. I couldn't believe my eyes, said Lupin, still pacing and ignoring Harry's interruption. I thought the map must have been malfunctioning. How could he be with you? No, no one was with us, said Harry. And then I saw another dot moving fast toward you, labeled Sirius Black. I saw him collide with you. I watched as he pulled two of you into the Whomping Willow. One of us, Ron said angrily. No, Ron, said Lupin. Two of you. He had stopped his pacing. His eyes were moving over Ron. Do you think I could have a look at your rat? He asked. He said evenly. What, said Ron? What's Scabbers got to do with it? What's Scabbers got to do with, got to do with it? <laughs> um, everything, said Lupin. Could I see him? And then Ron gives Scabbers. Are you going to the next chapter? No, there's still there's still. Oh, it keeps going. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Ron puts his hand inside of his pocket of his robes, not of his trousers. He like Scabbers is like like really wriggling around. He's like holding him by the tail. Um, Crookshanks stands up, like, interested, like, all right, I see him, he's in my sights, and Lupin, like, walks towards Ron, and Ron is, like, still very confused, he's like, this is my rat, I don't understand what the big deal is, like, this is just a rat. It's just and a 12-year-old rat. <laughs> That's not a rat. What do you mean? Of course he's a rat. No, he's not, said Lupin quietly, he's a wizard. An animagus, said Black, by the name of Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> so, we've already analyzed that, like, Lupin has caught, been caught up to speed. This is, like, the first half of the trio now being caught up to speed. Mm -hmm. Like, they knew that Lupin and Sirius were friends with Harry's parents while at school, but they didn't know that they were the writers of the Marauder's Map, that Peter... Do they know that they were, like... They didn't know they were Animaguses. Okay, so now they, they know that they're Animaguses. They know that... Lupin's a werewolf. They're, what was the other thing? Oh, I mean that they know about the cloak, but that's, like, pretty inconsequential. And they know um, that, yeah. But, so Harry, at this point... They know that Peter Pettigrew is alive now. Yeah. But I think they don't believe it. I think they're like, what? But Harry had seen Peter Pettigrew in the map already at this point. Yeah. He was just, like, didn't think it... He just thought the map was, like, wrong. Yeah. yeah. But the map never lies, Harry. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. I. It's kind of unfortunate that this is broken up into multiple chapters. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, that's... I mean... Yeah. Did so I feel like we've talked about this before, but like we don't remember what our reaction was here. No. But I feel like I was just like reading as fast as I could to figure it out. Um Yeah. That's why I feel like the cliffhangers in between chapters sometimes, like I don't know how consequential they are. Yeah. Because it's not like T V series where 
you have time to wait. At least have to wait a week. Um, you can just. I mean, I guess like maybe people will be like, "All right, at the end of this chapter, I'll stop." Yeah, and then they're like, "But then if I read a cliffhanger, I'm just gonna read the next chapter. Like, I'm not gonna be like, oh man, I guess we're not a cliffhanger tonight. Like, let me put my book away.'" Um. So yeah, she, it's a it's a device that she uses quite a bit too, yeah. and I don't. I guess I don't like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess like it's like when you're a kid though. Too, though, like so. yeah, but I was just saying like I I just said like I feel like I was reading as fast as I can, but I'm pretty sure. Up to this book is when my parents read them aloud to. Mm. me and my sister so like i don't know if they were like it's your bedtime we're gonna stop at the end of this chapter like yeah you know you don't really like have a choice there yeah my parents are like you gotta go to bed <laughs> um, i never listened to my parents <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know um but it's a good reveal something something i do want to try and keep track of is whether or not the chapter title is like said within the chapter or not Mm. and so this one is definitely not Mm -mm. but the words cat rat and dog are Are all in the chapter (laughs) somewhere (laughs) well i don't know do they say cat they just say crookshanks yeah i think no because harry goes i'll kill the cat right he doesn't say i'm gonna kill i'll kill crookshanks i think he says i'll kill the cat yeah maybe maybe or thinks aloud or thinks not aloud thinks quietly yeah it, it probably said oh yeah so if, what if you had to kill the cat too yeah all right so um we realized today that we had not been doing pop quizzes we just completely forgot about them but we're bringing it back with a good one <laughs> so in honor of this being a marauder's heavy chapter and the next chapter title being moony Wom Terrell pathway and prongs the question today is we're gonna play a game <laughs> we're gonna play fuck mary kill mistress yeah with the four marauders yeah so mistress I is thought about this so mistress is who you would make your mistress who you would cheat on your husband with yeah so okay yeah. so like pedigree kill yeah obviously obvi um Mary Lupin, because I feel like I could like cohabitate with Lupin the longest, because he's mm-hmm. like a more reasonable person, although he yeah. he is a werewolf. He's like kind of moody though. He is kind of moody. Okay, so I'm tentatively saying Mary Lupin. So the person I fuck is the one like it's like before it's not part of like my marriage and cheating. Yeah. <laughs> the adult, the mistress is like you have sex with them multiple times. Yeah, yeah during yeah. your marriage. <laughs> yeah. So, as you do, think okay, because I'm putting it at like, are we putting it at like this point in time? Oh no, James isn't alive, so it doesn't really matter. No. But like, is, you say is Sirius still gross? <laughs> like pre Azkaban serious pre Azkaban okay yeah this is let's travel back in time yeah. to 1980 okay 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 um so oh shoot this is hard I think I I think god damn it I don't know how do I differentiate between who I, who to fuck and who to commit adultery with 
I think serious. I think fuck serious. And then if this is like my second relationship, I think it's James is my mistress. Okay. Because I don't know if I want to marry Lupin, but I also don't want to break up James and Lily's marriage. Okay, can you think this through? Can you do yours? <laughs> yeah, I think I have mine. Okay. So, definitely kill Peter. <laughs> I am definitely going to marry James. Okay. This is where it gets iffy. I could go either way. And I'm trying to think, like, I feel like even though James and Sirius were, like, better friends, I feel like Sirius would more willingly betray James to have sex with me than Lupin would. <laughs> I think I'm gonna and I think Sirius would be a good lay right so like why not do it more than more once than once you feel so uh, so I feel like I'm gonna pre-fuck Lupin <laughs> timeline wise we're gonna kill Peter off the bat as a baby <laughs> don't care uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have sex with Lupin we're gonna, I'm gonna fuck Lupin then I'm gonna marry James and then Sirius is going to fall in love with me, and I'm going to have Sirius on the side. Okay. Okay. I think that's fair. I think this also clarifies, yeah, so we're going to do timeline for me. Kill yeah. Peter. And then I'm going to fuck Sirius, because I feel like Sirius would have, like, matured the most as, like, a man earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I think early on... He would have had the most practice. Lupin would be bony and scrawny. Lupin. In the 1980s stuff. I'm going to marry Lupin because I'm going to like kind of pull like a tonks. Like I feel like Lupin does like clean up his act in the marriage eventually. So I think that like Lupin, I'm going to marry him. And I feel like, you know, yes, there's the complication of him being a werewolf. But I feel like if someone had married him earlier on and like done what tonks did and be like, just like, like yourself. um, Yeah. I think that could work. So I'm going to marry Lupin. And then, yeah, James and I are just going to have this, like, (laughs) ongoing adultery. In this scenario, they live because I've already killed Peter, right? So James and Lily are still alive. Yeah. So maybe Lily dies young. Maybe Lily dies. Maybe Lily dies young. And, like, oh, James. Oh, here it is. When Lupin, <laughs> on the full moons, when Lupin is gone, mm, I have my yeah, affair yeah. with you, James. Yeah. And it's actually, oh, like, chill. Good, like, yeah. Lupin's, like, cool with it. And, like, yeah. Lily's either dead or... Maybe she's got somebody on the side, too. Maybe you know? Lily's my side piece. Mm, well, she's not part of the question, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's a package deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. No, doesn't it? Um, Yeah. Okay, that's my, yeah, that's my answer. So, so we're similar We both, well, we both agreed that we would, everything is different Peter. besides killing Peter. Yeah, but I feel like, whatever. Similar reasoning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. both of us would be happy with our life choices. Yeah, because I could flip-flop, like I said, I could flip-flop Sirius and Lupin. Yeah. And, and it, so then that would be two of the same. Yeah. No. Yeah, because then it would. Then oh, because you would fuck series like yeah. you fuck series, yeah. Yeah, and I think it makes sense that I would marry Lupin and you would marry James. Yeah, I definitely like with our personalities, those seem yeah. more compatible. 
like matches. <laughs> I couldn't deal with. I'm sorry, but I couldn't deal with Lupin. I'm just. I'm thinking that I'm marrying. Like I'm. I'm getting Lupin to the point where he is. Yeah. Later on, but then he dies. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they all die. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyways, that was fun. That was a good one. <clears throat> um. Okay. Is that it? We good? Yeah. We're good. Uh, all right. Let us know who you would. F M K M of the. Yeah. Um. I should. I feel like it should be like F M K A, like affair. Yeah. Yeah. Ongoing affair. <laughs> <laughs> Side piece. Maybe it needs to be an S. <laughs> okay. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening. And remember, just do your best. We'll do the rest. And learn until our brains all rot. <laughs>